Welcome to the JA Show. You know, something that I truly love talking about, truly love talking about is persistence, drive, and truly following your dreams. You know, even when the odds like they are not in your favor at all, but you are so persistent because you know what is true for you. You know what your destiny is. And something that we have to remember is you have to believe in yourself. You have to know that desire inside of you. And the thing is, no one can take it away from you. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited to announce our special guest, a fellow Australian from Down Under. She is an actor, a comedian, and she's performed nationally and internationally. So I welcome Diana Nguyen to the JA Show. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you're so much fun, Diana. And we're going to you know, talk about her background and some of the great achievements that she's had as well, just to show that she has been so determined and she's had a lot of success as well, following her true journey, following her dream. You know, she's appeared on the project on national TV in Australia, Q&A, Five Bedrooms, How to Stay Married, Fat Pizza, and so much more. And so when you think about that, being on national TV as well, really sharing your story, there are, there are many more achievements. But we want to start off with asking you, Diana, tell us about your story, about your journey and about your dream, how you started and how you feel today about your dream. Yeah, my dream started when I was a child dancing in the living room with my dad. I, like there's actually those video recordings of me with tissue paper on the floor in the living room and filling it all out. And I remember specifically in grade six standing up doing show and tell in class, in front of the whole class saying, I want to be a music conductor or comedian. And that, I don't know, just to have that kind of knowledge in my brain that that was something I wanted to do, which was entertainment in some sort, because mm-hmm. I, I play piano since I was three. So the arts has been inside of me my whole life. Um, but I think the nail hit when I went to high school and I was the lead actor in the high school production. I was went to a girls' school. I played the hunchback of Notre Dame and it realised, I realised that I could play anything. Wow. And, you know, being Asian-Australian, um, like this is before I realised that I couldn't play everything. But in high school, I had the free reign of playing male, female, you know, grotesque but lovely-hearted characters and went to university, kept going, did my Bachelor of Arts and majored in drama and there was that particular, you know, T-section where I was standing in the middle of the road going, I could go and do my dip head and be a teacher and teach drama or I could go and keep pursuing acting as a real actor, an audition, and you hear those stories, you know. You work 10 jobs to have an audition at night, and I took that road. Uh, my my year 12 drama teacher said, you got nothing to lose, so just lose. <laughs> That's so true. See, there we go, the snorting. So you're going to know about Dana. She loves to snort too. <laughs> and uh, it's so, so true. And I think it was so valuable about you sharing your story right now is when you were a kid, the two words are flashing in your mind. You know, and you were very clear with that. You said it was either music or comedy. And that's something we all have to listen to as well. What are the words telling us? What are the flashes in our mind? Because it is truly telling you. Sometimes it tells you who you are. It's like you confirming who you are. 
And it's amazing that a lot of the pivotal moments in our life is when we make those decisions. Mm. And it took that one person, that one person, you probably noticed, Diana, that it takes that one person to say something encouraging, to say, you know what, you've got nothing to lose. You truly have nothing to lose. And it's so true. And I think the biggest thing you have to lose is your whole life. You know, years on doing something that you're not meant to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to the, the counter to that is my mother kept saying I had everything to lose. But then I had my drama teacher who said, you have, you have nothing to lose, so go for it. So I did. And 15 years later, I'm here talking to you about my 15-year career of being an actor and going to stand up because I wanted to speak on stage for 50 minutes. Um, because the work I was getting here in Australia, I was getting like 20, I make a joke about my stand-up that I, I get 20-second roles on TV. Um, <laughs> you know, I was on Underbelly for 20 seconds. I was on Please Like Me for 20 seconds. And you know, in that process of those 15 years, I realised I've got stories I can speak for longer than 20 seconds. So that's why I've created work. I, I'm a theatre-trained performer. I've created shows. I create my own stand-up. And then I, you know, I created my first web series and then I went onto LinkedIn to create content. So it, this, this creation, you know, um, feeling that I have, this kept going and that's why I've been able to create everywhere I go, which is a really exciting life <laughs> that I've chosen. Uh, absolutely. And so oh, some key words there, you said create. And I do believe that we were born to create you know, something that we truly, truly love. And you can find that, you know, through acting, you can create, you know, you, you talked about the shows, you talk about the web series. And then, you know, something is you said choose in the end. You know, you chose that path. And so really understanding that you have the power to choose. You can have all the opinions from others. You can have family members, a teacher. You listen to it all. Step aside and think, who am I? And it's amazing how you knew who you were, Diana, like you specifically knew who you were. But amongst all of that experience, what can you say is some of the toughest times and challenges that you've had you know, in your career so far? You know, we hear about all the stories and then we hear the success that happens in the end. But tell us about your journey and something that can also help our listeners to say that, you know what, keep going, keep going, be persistent. Yeah, it's I have to be quite honest and like in, even in the industry, we know it too. Like being Australian, Asian, uh, we don't get roles here because they're, they're not written for us. So, you know, we're trying to fight through the stereotype. We're trying to fight the, the, the limitation um, because as an actor and as a trained actor, you know, we want to be given characters and roles that expand us, right? We want to be mm-hmm. limitless in our exploration of our art form. So when people give us work and it's so limited, um, it makes us smaller in something that we love. And mm-hmm. that's been, that is very detrimental to mindset. And I found that it did really impact how I thought of the arts. And that's why I decided to create my own art form, like to create my own voice, to create my stand-up show, um, particularly because... I realised when I was watching on TV, I was like, who's who's getting hired to speak on TV, on panels, you know, hosting mm-hmm. shows? And I realised realized in Australia we only hire comedians. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to learn how to do stand-up. I have to do this if I want a prolonged career. So that's that was that was a journey itself and 
you know, I've been heckled on stage and I've cried on stage and it, it, um, it really shifted my internal. Like, cry. Really, Why did you cry? But why did I cry? Mm. <laughs> because um, for me, stand, there's, there's so many different forms of comedy, right? Mm. There's comic acting, there's comic storytelling, there's comic puns, there's quick, quick jokes every second, right? Um, on this particular show, I did it at the Adelaide Fringe. It was about three years ago. My show was called Naked. <clears throat> and they could celebrate it about vulnerability, about if we take off all the characters that we play and just became ourselves, we're just simply naked. So um, the show was in a pub and um, I was doing a joke and I was getting towards a story about my mum because I'm a storyteller and mm-hmm. I don't do quick pun jokes at you know, every, every five seconds. This woman stood up and she said, um, Where's your jokes? <laughs> and that's what the, and you're laughing and now like, when you look back, right? I am because it really shifted to be who I am now. Um, yeah, she she stood up and said it, and I and I replied, "Look, um, my comedy isn't like the cracking joke comedy; like it's a storytelling comedy show. So you can leave. The door is open." Like my mother left the vet, like my mother left Vietnam because of the Vietnam War because she wanted freedom. So if mm. you want, that door is open for you. You can go. That's a funny okay. joke. <laughs> yeah. And then and then she's like, oh, okay. She sat down, and this is the cracker bit. A minute later, she decided to walk out, <laughs> and she walked out with her friend, but one friend stayed back because he knew that she was an idiot, mm. and. And the moment she closed that door, I started to cry on stage. Everyone saw like, that as well. Yeah. And were with me with it. And like the whole room breathed in, like, and it was really beautiful to do that. Well, you know, what did like, you learn from that though? Because we always learn from um, some of the biggest heartbreaks. Yeah, I learned that one. You really like I, and I've started watching afterwards to do more research about how to overcome hecklers, because um, mm. you've got to beat them at their game. And the best comedians are the best hecklers. So you know, you heckle, yeah, I have back. Yes. Mm. So uh, I've I've really stepped up on my stamina and my ego as a comedian because we all have egos. Mm. Um, but as a stand-up comedian, your shell needs to be bit thicker <laughs> and I learned that but then my um I had some audience members stay back and buy me drinks wow. and you know, we, we talked about creating content community I and that's why I create content on LinkedIn to connect with my community I felt like in that, that moment when I cried with my audience it created a community they 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 walked in and they made a circle around me to mm. protect me and that was beautiful. So I got goosebumps from saying that. Yeah, but definitely, yeah. definitely is. And it just shows that even in the face of at the point where you're in tears, at the point where, you know, you could be in one of the most toughest situations in your life or in your career, there will be people that will be surrounding you. And, you know, you spoke about in terms of background, that, that's a really tough one. So how do you deal with, you know, you say you create, but also how do you deal with it from a mindset point of view? 
Um, you, ha, I, I've been told that I'm a bit, I'm a hustler. I'm really hardworking and I'm a bit of a bulldozer when I have a dream. Like when I have an idea, I go for it. There is no like, you can't stop me. Um, but then there's also dark days when you're in bed and you're like, well, why am I working so hard for something that I love? Um, and that happens, not regularly, but it happens. Mm. Um, and you just have to deep, you have to dive into the dark to hit it and then to come back out again. <laughs> have you seen Ed Sheeran's documentary? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. You should, you would love it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So truly, you think about it, he left his city and for two years he was in the UK just doing gigs at night and he was questioning himself after two years. You imagine two years he was sleeping on couches, people's houses, and then he thought, wow, two years have gone by, is it still worth it? But then when you realise throughout the whole journey, he just kept going and going and going and it was about the people. Literally, when you look back, it was about the people that supported him along the journey. It wasn't one, but it was so many people. And you saw in that instance, when you had tears in your eyes, it was about the people around you that helped to bring you up. And so that's another thing I think, you know, that I know that within our journey of success, we have to keep going because you see how much impact he's had in the world, right? He never, ever gave up. He knew that he was a writer and a singer. He always knew. And it's amazing how you you say, Diana, that you knew that you were you know, it was going to be music, it was or you were going to do comedy. You knew you were going to be in the ent- entertainment industry, and you say it's not easy. It's not easy, but the thing is, when you know, when you know, you can pull through. And so, you know, you spoke about community before, but one of the biggest things that we see is in the busyness of you know, and I don't like to use the word busyness. You know what I like to say, Diana. If, some, if I have a client, you know, I speak to so many clients during the week, I'm like, oh, so how are you? They say, oh, it's been busy. And I said, excuse me, do not ever use the word busy. Tell me that you've been productive. See how that changes the power of your words. If you say, oh, I've had a productive day, I've had a productive week. And so when you say busy, it's like you're just going around and doing different things. But one of the things that I find that even more so today we see with the circumstances happening in the world Community is key. So how do you always make sure that you dedicate that time for your community? Uh, uh, a lot. <laughs> I, I show up everywhere so that my community know that I'm fully functioning. Um, so if you think, uh, that's, yeah, I, that's it. I show up. I show up, especially with social media. Mm. You show up. And, you know, you talk about LinkedIn specifically, you show up on people's content. Um, you, you, you know, talk offline and, you know, really nurture the community offline as well. And that's when, you know, when I went to the US last year, I met up with 500 LinkedIn content creators and um, got to have some really deep and meaningful talks about life. And um, that's where I appreciate community when they share their heart to me and it's a trans- yeah. it's very transactional like as an entertainer you know we share we share share but I also love receiving and I think that's the most beautiful gift that you can as a human being is to receive love so mm. I, I I open that <laughs> give it to me um, and I'm very grateful that people trust me with that like, that's huge mm. yeah 
And we see that love conquers all. It breaks down the walls. It breaks down the barriers. And, you know, with love, you don't look at colour. You don't look at background. You really don't, right? And that's the amazing thing. And the amazing, I think something incredible that we have today is the power of the internet, the power of social media, the power of saying that, you know what, I'm going to show up today just like how you said, and that's what you do. And it's truly one of, you know, and it's it's so true when you speak about the background. I think that is going to continue to change people. I've been talking about diversity and inclusion, and I'm such a big advocate as well, and that's why I love supporting people who say, you know what, this is my dream. This is who I am. I'm going to keep doing what I do and really, really standing up, but also knowing that the people around you make such a big difference and about graciously receiving. And I think that's one of the hardest things that people might find that you might see this, Diana, that it's really hard to ask for help. But I find that you will notice this throughout your career, and I was, I was reflecting on this, is that when you ask for help, but your purpose is to actually make your vision bigger, impact more people as well, then it's worth mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, a, a, and I, I, I use a, a metaphor as a performance. When I'm an a actor creating a character or show, I need to know who is going to come watch, watch it. So it's, and, and therefore the community will connect to what you create. It's exactly with LinkedIn content. I want to create uh, an artwork where they connect to, so then they'll go. I I support that, um, support that dream or support that idea. So uh, I, I really believe that when you know who your audience is, then they know who you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important. Like, you, and they say you got to niche, niche who your audience is. Um, especially like you know, if you're talking business, you go business. If you talk about inspiration, leadership do that um yeah and like for my uh podcast that I'm doing called snortcast it's about joy so that's my Mm. niche that's where people if they love joy they'll come if you're not into joy and laughter back out back out (laughs) but yeah that's that's so true right having you really and it's also knowing what you're good at you know knowing what Mm. your gift is and so when you yes. do that, like one of the biggest things that I really enjoy doing is inspiring people, you know, bringing out the best in people. And that's what the podcast is about, really inspiring and making people think as well so they can have, you know, they can really transform their lives and make better decisions. And so talking about decisions, now this, is, this was a profound moment for you as well. And I know you spoke about it earlier, but the influence of your mother, she wanted you to be a doctor. Yeah, my, mm. you know, my grandmother raised me. She, her desire for me was to marry a rich man and that was it. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to be the rich man. I'm going to be the rich man. You know, we talk about diversity. I'm like, no, no. And so I think it's good sometimes when people say those things about you, like, don't know what, you should be a doctor. And then you question yourself, right? You said, hmm, am I a doctor? Am I a doctor? And so for a lot of the young people out there, and after you share, Diana, I'll also have a small story that about someone who's also young thinking about too, she thought lawyer or vet, lawyer or vet. And so for a lot of the young people searching for what their desired call is in their life, their desired career or whether it's business, what would you say to them? Because you, you've chosen your path. Yes, I have. Um, like. I remember when I was performing in year 12 as the hunchback of Notre Dame, 
um, at interval, I saw my mum's car drive away at an interval. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a massive indicator to me that my mother didn't care for what I loved. Um, and it was more like be successful, be a doctor or pharmacist or accountant, something that's a salary. Um, but that never aligned with me. And I guess what I ended up doing was to find mentors and leaders who w- would guide me to nurture me to keep doing what I, I, I would do. So that year 12 drama teacher, um, I've had really wonderful people who've mentored me and taken care of me like they're, they're my parents. So I would say to any young person, if you've got a positive person in your life, who will guide you, take their hand and trust them. Um, I, I, yeah, I, sh- I really feel like after talking to you, I should write down the list of these people because mm. every single person has led me to every step that I am now. Um, it's really beautiful to have a think about these people right now. It's Yeah, um, really have positive people around you because, yeah, I, it's, it's that conflict. And I, people, I do say to people, that because my mum was so adverse to this career that it actually made me work even harder. Mm. Um, you know, so it was, it was so, part of the plan, do you think? Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I do wonder, like, it, what if my mum, and, I, you know, there's two, there's two scenarios that could have happened. Like, what if my mum was so supportive of this career, I could have gotten bored of it and dropped off and done another career. Uh, or if my mother had supported me so young in my life, I might have been in LA by now, you know. Mm. There's, the, you know, all these scenarios, but I'm living now and here and I'm appreciating that all the work I've done has led me to here. So like they say, live with no regrets. Um, the journey is still ongoing for me. So I'm looking forward to more stories to share. Absolutely. And that's a thing you just cannot stop with your journey as well. And when you know you're still here, you know, you still have a role to play, right? You still know you have something to give. And so I'm just sharing, you know, because I teach a lot of students as well about their desire, their definite purpose, and to help them make those decisions. Because we know the worst thing you could do is you could spend five years or, you know, three to five years doing a course that you don't enjoy, then you end up doing a career that you don't enjoy, and then you realise you could lose so many years of your life. And so there was this girl, I looked I looked at her and I could see on her face she was just she just didn't look happy for some reason and then I just started talking to her and she was in year 12 and I said oh so what's your name how old are you and then this is what she said to me um you know she told me and then she said and I said to her oh so what are you planning to do after school she said oh well um I'm going to do a double degree I'm going to study law and you know I really want to be a vet so I'm going to study that as well and I said do not do that I said do not do that you need to make a decision about who you are, yeah. right? And I just started asking her questions and I think that's one of the things that we need to do, right, ask the right questions. And then in the end I said, this is what I have to leave for you. Are you a lawyer or are you a vet? Only you can answer that question. And then she was like, oh, my gosh. Because when you, when you pose that question, right, and then in the end as she was going, she had tears in her eyes and she literally hugged me and she said, oh, my gosh, that was so amazing. And that's the thing, like we have a role to play in young people's lives as well. 
And even, you know, people are going through transitions with work. So to really understand what is it that drives you? What is it that you're passionate about? What is it that comes naturally for you? Because the journey, I find that sometimes comfortable ends up being uncomfortable. Right? Because if you're, you think, okay, having a comfortable job, but you end up being uncomfortable because you're not following what's true for you. And so something that you have found as well, Diana, that's true for you is definitely your love for comedy. Yes. So you've been performing at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival since 2011. You've had an amazing track record there. So how did you know that that was something for you? Uh, so yeah, I can pinpoint to that grade six girl standing at show and tell. And um, every week I would list all my friends, all my classmates on a piece of paper and write a joke about them. And, mm-hmm. and I would do it at show and tell. And no one else did it in class. No one else had time, but I did because I knew that's what I, something I loved. And that's what people need to remember. When you, when you take time to do something, time doesn't matter. Like there is no limit to time because it's your it's just energy, right? So, and when I think about that, I was like, yeah, that's that's when I started comedy. That's when I wanted people to laugh. Mm. Um, and then it hit another another level in 2010. So just before we did Fee and Me, I remember sitting in the back room watching Felicity Ward perform at the comedy festival in the town hall, and I was laughing. But in my head I was going, hang on a minute, I can do this too. Mm. Like I I was observing her going, all these people here are laughing at her simple stories. And I was like, I can do this. So that's what motivated my friend, my girlfriend that I've known since grade four. We came together with my year 12 drama teacher, who the one who told me to keep failing, we came together as a trio and we wrote the show Fee and Me. Um, mm. And and that was just simple stories of growing up with our mum. <laughs> that was it. And, and it was hilarious. Know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and, it was. Uh, mm. And sorry, one thing i aware that just came across and it's something that we've shared as well is about you being brave in that. Hmm. Yeah, well, we have. Well, we have. Sharing to. your simple story. <laughs> I know. I was talking to someone last night about it, and about you know we need to be brave to shake the Asian stereotype of characters that are played on TV. What do you think um, about that? Because sometimes I think that's so not true. Oh well, well there's a balance. There is a balance. <laughs> Like, no, no, you know, like Asians are bad drivers or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, the three the three last characters I've played on TV or on screen have had the Asian accent, which I'm very good at. I've been doing you accent now. Really? Like, did you do you want me to? No, just say something. <laughs> say something really quickly. Okay. Okay, Laura. <laughs> that you look very beautiful. You know, your mommy must. Your parents must be very powerful. <laughs> Are you a doctor, Laura? Yeah, you know what's funny? When sometimes I remember I get my nails done and you know what yeah. they will ask? Whether you're married, whether you have kids. Yeah. That was <laughs> the two questions. All, all the time. We want to know your whole personal life, you know. They know no boundary. Yeah. yeah. So that's the character. So you're really, really good at that, yeah. 
am, but I was talking to my friend last night. I said, I would love to play a role where I'm in love with someone or mm. that my heart's been broken and there's, no, there's nothing. You can about. create that. I know, but this is the oh, thing. I create so much, though. It's too much creating. And I've got to set priorities. And I think that's why I haven't yeah. been sleep. We talked about sleep. Like, yeah, just focus on one thing at a time. You know what? I, I would just write everything out. You know, you'd have a plan and you say, this is what I'm going to do first and then the next thing as well because that really, really helps. I'm the same. I've got all these ideas. And in the end I said, okay, what am I going to focus on now, right? Yeah. Write it down and then you feel so much more at ease. Yeah, yeah. journaling is part of my life. It, ha- mm. it has helped. But, yeah, as creators and as inspirers, we do assert energy to mm. include people. Like even with this podcast, we had a lovely conversation before we actually went. I feel like we just got started. I feel like we didn't finish. I'm like, oh, we're going to start recording this and we can speak later. (laughs) But, but yeah, it's, we exert energy that is very different, you know? So we, uh, so it's creating and inspiring and holding people is a different energy. So Mm. um, yeah, we just have to take, uh, yeah, I hear you. I need to write this down and make sure I set my priorities. <laughs> mm, it just becomes a lot and clearer for you. And then, you know, we were, I think it's important to get deeper into the word brave, right? Yeah. Because even doing fear in me, that was something very brave to do to, to come out and really show this is how my upbringing was and this is the reality of, yeah, just what truly happened. Yeah. How did that feel and you know, what can you say about being brave, the importance about being brave in our life? I, 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 that, that, that's the term that I've really learned f- from my own experience on LinkedIn, especially when you have to turn up and people say, oh, to turn up, you need to make a video. And that's petrifying for people, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, uh, and so the metaphor I see for be brave is when, You've got that baseball bat and you're about to hit the diamond. You better walk on. And it's that the, the walk where your brain's going, nah, nah, you can't do this. You can't do this. But you keep walking up to the plate, to that home base. Um, and you stand there and you're looking at the picture and you're still thinking, am I going to hit this? Um, and when the pitcher lets that ball go and you swing, that is still a be brave act, if you, even if you hit or don't hit the ball, but at least you walked out. And I think for me, um, in my career, if I think about my career, I've done that. I've been swinging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question and swinging and everything. And I, I know for people on LinkedIn, when they watch my content, they go, oh, wow, you're just like out there doing, dancing in the middle of the street with people walking by you. And I, and I want people to go, well, what if you could do that too? Mm. You know, then why not? You know, yes. why not? You're just being. Why not get that bat, yeah, get that bat swinging. Get seen. And Fall over, fail, but just be seen. Absolutely, and there's some. You know, a lesson that I always think about every single day is: if it was my last day today, whatever, what would I do differently? Or knowing that I'm not going to be here forever, what would I do differently? Mm. and showing up being your true self because mm. one of the biggest things is fear of criticism that can really get in the way of what your true destiny is Definitely. Right? absolutely <laughs> and tell us more about um joyful yes ah oh, 
So when I jumped on LinkedIn, I did all these dancing Diana videos. So I dance on LinkedIn and people go, what? If you're listening, just tamp, type in dancing Diana, the hashtag, and you'll see a lot of dancing. <laughs> and a lot of snorting as well. <laughs> on, on, link, on LinkedIn. Um, and I danced, and if we talked about audience, we talked about audience before, is that I did it just to, te- I just did it as a whim, like just see what happens on dancing on LinkedIn. And it went viral. Um, and I, and people, and I got all these trolls going, get off LinkedIn, go to Facebook. This is not LinkedIn content. But my counter to them in the comments was then, but why are people watching? Mm. If, if. See, that's what happens if you have an intelligent response. Because this is what (laughs) we learn is you have no control of what other people say, but if you have an intelligent response, right? Yeah. And like, you know, it's like when you sell a product and if people are buying it, you don't go, I'm not going to sell it anymore. You double down. Mm. So I doubled down on the dancing. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, just kept going. Um, But it wasn't until I did my TED talk. Oh, actually, I lie. It wasn't until I went to the US last year and I was dancing all over the States. And I was going, why are these people crazy? They've never met me before. Mm. Like I'm not just talking about how to get on LinkedIn. I'm telling them to stand up and dance with me. And then I realised that I have uh, this kind of magic power where I can order people to dance with me. But it, but it came from joy. And mm. it was from those LinkedIn comments that I got, you know, uh, that you bring joy when I wake up in the morning. And, and, and I didn't realise that that's what I did. I thought I was just entertaining myself and my community. Mm. And, but the comments started coming in and I went, oh, oh, my God, my whole existence as the performer was to bring joy. Wow. Like nailed it. Wow. Like, mm. that for me. And, like, and this is the thing, right, Dana, you have to step out. You have to shop every single day because that feedback that people give you, that gives you more purpose, right? That makes you realise, oh, you, you put that addition in terms of your purpose. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good when you realise your function as mm. a human being. And that's really changed everything about myself. And, you know, recently I did um, Kristen Scherer's UMAP and I recommend everyone to go and do it because it nailed down my five core strengths. And, you know, when it's exactly what you said before. When people tell you what they see mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, the UMAP told me who I am, yeah, you, like treasure. You're like, oh, now let's play with these gifts that I have, you know. Um, so yeah, joy, that's, that's how joy came into my life. <laughs> like the word joy. <laughs> absolutely amazing. And you, when you speak about UMAP, I also did, um, Kristen's as well, the UMAP. And these are the five strengths that just kind of came up. Achiever, discipline, harmony, maximizer, and futuristic. But I also, I also do believe we can sometimes change in life, but when you think about achieving, you realize that, yeah, that's so true. I always want to do better and more and harmony is key for me. I think one thing that I have always disliked is conflict. One, if it's healthy, if it's for, you know, 
But then you realize that in the end, what do you benefit more from that? You know, I find that you benefit more from collaboration. You know, something that I've never really enjoyed is seeing people get hurt. And that's why harmony has always been such a key thing for me as well. Well, your voice is quite, it's harmony right now. Like I can understand. (laughs) I can understand why it's, it's like warm chocolate. Oh, wow. You're going to have to write a nice recommendation for me. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the thing, when you collaborate with other people, I'm like, oh, wow, warm chocolate. I've heard of other nice things as well. And same thing, this is, you know, we want to encourage our listeners as well. Just get out there, share about who you are because you don't know who you'll be impacting. And in the process, you will know more about yourself. And same thing, Diana, I'll show you. I'll show you some of the world appreciation that I received also from LinkedIn. When I stepped out and I shared, the first thing, one of the first things that people said was, oh, my gosh, your voice. You've got such an amazing voice. And I thought, really? I didn't, you know, maybe I knew that, but I didn't realise it just like when you spoke about joy. And people said, oh, it's such an amazing accent from Australia. So you realise, just get out there and you will receive amazing, amazing feedback from people because they will identify your strengths and they will see something in you more and more. Yes. Right. And when I say warm chocolate, it's because the resonance of your voice hits deeper. Oh, so wow. It's here. I'm so your- grateful you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it makes sense. Your UMAP really said that. And that's why, mm. you know, you, you kind of align yourself. And I, I hear, I get why you have a podcast. It makes so much sense because your voice brings people in. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's truly my definite purpose, definite chief aim, where I say I use my voice to impact others, you know, to help them with their greater self-awareness for their definite chief aim as well and also move them to action. So when you know about the instrument that is for you, like with Diana, it's joy. She knows how to bring joy to people. That's something that's just so natural for her and she uses those skills, you know, as an actor and everything that she shares. But she also shows about other people that she's fascinated about. And so we're going to ask her. She's been fascinated with someone who's quite famous and I also, you know, like this person because he's very humble, truly humble. I love people who are humble. His name is Keanu Reeves. So what's your fascination with Keanu Reeves? Because you keep sharing so much about him. <laughs> I know. I uh, It's been so, it's been fascinating by people asking me the same question. I love it. I love it. So. You know, just glow. I can see you just glow. Well, you know, I'll be frank. I'm 35 years old. I'm single. I've had pressure from my mum to have babies and, you know, get married and stuff. But I'm at this point in my age where I'm happy being, being alone with myself for the first time. Like, that's huge for an mm. adult. Um. Uh, I'm not yearning to be in a relationship or have a child, although I want to have five children. So um, I've been thinking about the number five as well. Have you? There you go. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll talk more later, Diana. (laughs) Um, But with Keanu Reeves, I I was never a real fan of his movies at all. But the, the... the moment happened when there was this meme that went viral on the internet where he's sitting down on a bench yes. and looking sad. My, my, I, my ovaries, like, just celebrated when I saw that. 
And for me, it was like his, it was his heart. I saw, um, I saw, you know, this projection of Hollywood and how we're meant to be. But in that moment, I saw the future children, the future father of my children. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you're hilarious. See, she brings joy. She brings joy and she really knows how to make people laugh as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah, and that's how I was going to do my show Chasing Keanu Reeves. However, that's been postponed until 2021 because of COVID. So it's okay. And, and what would the show be about besides the title Giving It Away? Um, I, I, uh, it's, so Chasing Keanu Reeves is about the chase and how as humans we keep chasing the greener side of life. But mm-hmm. what if we stopped chasing? What if we became Keanu? What if we sat on a bench and be be present? And it's so it's, sto- it's funny stories of chasing. I and love that idea. I love that idea, Diana. <laughs> Thank you. I'm still I'm still writing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it that it makes people uh, uh, ask questions. I like I like our title can ask, make people go, oh, what's this about? So that's exciting for me. Mm. I think it's going to pull, I really can see, it's going to pull a lot of people in, just a title in itself. And they say even books sell, they sell more or even uh, films sell more because of the actual title. I think that will attract so many people as well. And just a message in that, I think that's so true. It's so true how we can choose the person that, who we desire to be. Right, and it's so easy to start chasing things, but when you stop and you you know you think about what you have now, what you have, and just like we are enjoying this conversation so much, why? Because we are in the present. We're not thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow or what happened in the past, but we are in this present moment, and we're speaking about incredible things that you know really helps us think. That really makes us be grateful for everything that we have and our journey of life, because it is truly a journey. And about the people that you surround yourself with is so so key. And so, Diana, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us. You have been such a joy, <laughs> such a joy. You, you've shown us what it takes to be brave. And then you've also shown us the power of making a decision, you know, empowering young people, empowering people, doesn't matter where they are in their life, they have that power of making a decision. And I think that's truly key. You can apply in any career, in any business as well, that you need to listen to you as well, you know, get all the feedback and step out. I think that's one of the most important things we spoke about as well, just stepping out, being your true self. And so, Diana, final words from you. Uh, my final word would be... Uh, you can say a few. <laughs> yeah. Final... Um, like when I think about dancing, Diana, and, and how that I really changed my life by putting music on as a child, dancing with toilet paper when I was three years old, and to me being a 35-year-old woman still dancing uh, with limited toilet paper because we had COVID-19. Um, See, that's funny. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say for anyone just to... Um, Allow that space in your life to put some music on and dance mm. um, because this is our life. We all have different music rhythms and, um, you know, we talked about being present and I was very inspired by Michael Jordan's doco, um, The Last Dance, mm. um, you know, how he, how he was so present in something that he loved so much 
And I really believe that if we allow ourselves to be present in our own lives, um, we can achieve so much. So put that music on, dance, and you know, ha- have a giggle. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, truly. When you when you laugh, you actually become a lot more healthy as well. You know, you don't stress as much, and yeah. So truly, truly, truly amazing. Thanks so much, Diana, for joining us. You've been incredible. Thank you. Thank you. What you think about, you bring about. But just make sure you also speak it out. Don't allow your silence to kill your dreams. Make it happen and know the universe is on your side, especially when you know exactly what it is you want. If you put your focus, energy and positive thoughts on what you desire, you'd see the abundant opportunities come your way. Whatever it is, if you have that burning desire, It's as if it was meant to be. You feel it in your heart and it moves you to action. The universe gives you what your heart desires. Speak your dreams, speak it out and do not silence your dreams. Keep your voice and visions alive. For pre-orders of my book, Your Silence is Killing Your Dreams, register on my website www.org. Laura E. Rivero.com and I'm sure to keep you updated on